Hello and welcome to another episode of A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. I'm Mel. I'm Sadie. And we're finally, we're rounding out Black History Month, finally talking about Talk to Me, uh, a certified A24 banger, okay? I don't care what the internet says. and But seriously, the internet has had some wild opinions about this movie. I think the wildest opinion is that it's not good. Who raised you? Right. as a person who doesn't watch a lot of horror movies and really only does it for this podcast I would say I would probably watch this again like (laughs) I liked it it was really good initial thoughts now I liked it yeah I I, I was gonna say I'm experienced um Mm -hmm. this one wasn't one we were gonna trash too much because I liked it you know it had some things that I didn't like about it but when I think about it I'm like but you know what those might have been in the the decisions I made too. I feel like the main character was annoying. You know, I yeah. wouldn't want a friend. I wouldn't. But Agreed. I think I think that that's a very important point here to make because I've been in the trenches in the horror community defending this movie every time I see every time I see somebody with a dissenting opinion. The most important thing about this movie is that I do not believe that Mia was intended to be likable. And I think it's a very interesting choice to make your main character like kind of a bitch. <laughs> so and still yeah. the movie be good. Okay. Right. Yeah, because like introducing her, I can get I get that you've been through some stuff with like your mom dying and or whatever the case may be. But like, I feel like you might have been insufferable before that. And this just made you worse. Uh, (laughs) Reason. Yeah, I gave her like a pass. But yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, because it's like as much as I didn't like her as a person in general, like I still wanted to see the movie play out like. Normally, yeah. when I don't like a main character, I'm like, I don't Fuck care. But this one made me be like, well, what happens? Is she going to be redeemed? Or is this sort of like a you reap what you sow kind of story? And it ended up being the latter, which is fine. And it was interesting. And it didn't make me like her more as the movie no. progressed. It made me like her less and less as they kept going. But I get the, I feel like that was the point. <laughs> I definitely do. So I really want to, like, we've, if you're watching this episode as opposed to listening to it, we've chosen some very, like, interesting photos for this movie. This movie was very visually appealing. I really quickly, I want to start by talking about the possessed look in this movie. It was mm-hmm. one of the things that immediately I loved about this movie because I feel like there is a formula. It's something that, you know, I don't fuck with possession movies like that. They scare me. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things, like especially in Evil Dead, uh, the eyes, the possessed eyes, literally I feel like they're looking at my soul and thinking of ways to like end me on a repeated loop of my own personal hell. And it scares me. And this was very unique. The possessed had big black eyes and you mm. just see like a little bit of white and it was immediately parts of their face were bruised um, right and I thought it was a very interesting I thought it was funky and fresh still very scary um yeah so I really like that visually I yeah I agree with you because like when I watch possession movies I find it lame when it's just like the eyes went black or the eyes went white or like whatever that feels very flat to me in a possession sense 
but like this made like this type of makeup and that kind of stuff that they did made the possession feel like much more physical and like visceral yeah. <laughs> like and like she says it's exhilarating but it looks like it hurts you know what I mean and like and it might she's she personally like okay so uh my my grandfather my late grandfather he was like uh he was like an exorcist in the Spanish Pentecostal church, which is a wild thing to say, but like I'm about to say, hold up, wait, what? that's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a wild thing to say. We, we, you know, there's a lot of stories that have been passed around uh, in the family, like around the bonfire, that are absolutely fucking terrifying. And here I am with a horror podcast, but there's a reason I don't talk with possession movies. Let's leave it there. But that being said my they say I say they like my family and things like that they say that you know grief and loss like tragedy that you leave unhealed basically leaves a hole in in your heart and your soul for Mm. entities to get into and she has a deep unhealed wound inside of her Mm. like her mother's death left and you know there's all this mystery um about did she really kill herself did she not and even though I think the biggest thing that maybe people miss right away is that it's it's grief but her mom didn't just die it's been two years so she's been going through this for two years and there has been no closure no communication with her father about it no so this wound is just festering and so she's probably looking for that exact type of pain it's something new it's a new pain you know Mm -hmm. it's something different for her to feel so you know and I think that it's otherworldly it's it's crazy to me that this possession thing is coming in the form of a like a teen fad like eating Tide Pods this possession hand it gives me like very like teenage like choking challenge like you think they're just like having like a little funsy time at a party and it's like no mom we're actually talking to demons (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean she was almost you know like an addict which people who are experiencing grief are susceptible more susceptible to addiction too so it seemed like you know she was really hitting it (laughs) Yeah, I think that came to, to, I understood it because like I've been through some of that kind of stuff. And like when she was talking to the kid about how it felt and it's like how she enjoyed how it felt like she was in the passenger seat and like she didn't have control over anything. That made sense why she was addicted to it because like you don't want to be in your body. You don't want to be dealing with any of that stuff when you're like sad and life sucks. Like, you know. Even when you're not, it is hard being alive. yeah and for teenagers like I mean it's been a while since I've been a teenager but I vividly remember you know I didn't have like I had some really tough moments and Mm -hmm. it is nice not to have to just do like to just not have to fucking do right Um, so I think it's like her like definitely like heroin for her once she figures out what it actually feels like and then 
is chasing whatever she thinks she sees and feels at that time. But then it gets way more intense when like the kid gets involved and sure. doesn't so let I it wanna, go. I want to bring it, bring it around to like where the story starts. Okay. Bring mm-hmm. it around town, like SpongeBob. Bring it around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um right okay so it starts on the two-year anniversary of her her mom's passing you know mm-hmm. and uh I didn't realize people like have events like that to like to to like celebrate but you kind of it kind of feels like it's trying to paint her friend Jade as like a bad friend for not being there and then you have to remember that it's been two years and while she hasn't moved on from that the other people in her life have and it feels like she's trying to stay stuck in that place Mm -hmm. and you see that she has a really great relationship with Jade's little brother Riley I remember Mm -hmm. all the names in this movie (laughs) because Jade forgets to pick him up for school and she's there so one thing though I'm immediately like shutting that shit down because she doesn't have siblings she's an only child and her like her relationship with her brother is that's their business you know I have a brother (laughs) that's their business so um I think when I first watched it I was kind of like "Mm, Jade's kind of a shitty friend but Mia immediately like immediately proves that she's not shit she's very jealous of Jade's boyfriend Daniel because oh that was my boyfriend first and she's like but you held hands in the third grade one time right does that count it doesn't count like when the most behind daniel right and for daniel respectfully but for daniel daniel and then like that's their business that's their if she wants to be with a boy for three months in high school i didn't date because like what's the fucking point what was the point for me i didn't Mm -hmm. there didn't seem to be one so i just didn't but like if she wants to be in a relationship with a boy for three months and like not have it based on physicality good for her right like why are you judging her and saying that it's weird and it's like it's obvious that you want him and I don't know if it's just because she's got this like inner need to have the life that Jade has especially when you start bringing up the the fact that her boyfriend was your boyfriend in the third grade nobody cares like that's not important yeah I think Jade saw other people's like healthy boundaries with Mia as them bullying her yeah and he wanted to step in and save her and be a good friend to her or whatever so you know she's obviously a nice person maybe a little too nice yeah but I feel like everybody else just had boundaries with Mia they were just like she's crazy she's got some unresolved issues I don't want to be her friend you know whereas from I think Jay's perspective she was like come on guys her mom died but it's been two years yes yeah, right so. right and so she has that relationship with Mia and Mia still was not shit to her. Like I, she just wasn't like so beyond the point where like it really, it really pisses me off. Um, so then when this challenge comes into play, this challenge is crazy. First of all, I said it on TikTok. I will be damned if I let teenagers bully me into getting possessed. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm not coming to the party. Like, fuck you. I'm not doing this. Like, 
They're like, oh, it's only like a little bit. It'll be fine. Oh. I don't fucks with ghosts or demons. I'm not I touching don't. that thing. I'm not coming to your party. It's weird that you're doing this in the first place. And I'm going to call your mom because what the fuck? Right. <laughs> like, I literally in high school I went to a slumber party with my friends and they wanted to get a Ouija board out and I said I will fucking walk home you don't do it I will walk the fuck home but it's just like no none of their parents like and they're posting these videos so it's like no one's like what the hell (laughs) the videos are awesome okay videos are gnarly when you think about like the quickness with which some of these tiktok trends spread and these teenagers are doing the dumbest shit ever mm-hmm. to impress their friends it, it is I thought it was so fresh to be like let's do it but mm-hmm. with- <laughs> I get that. it's just yeah it's weird to me because like I don't know it's just not something I would partake in but again I wasn't like the kid who went to parties in high school anyway I was the kid who stayed at home but like if this was the party I certainly wouldn't freaking be there like I don't need to be part of that Mel what kind of teenager were you what kind of teenager was I mm, I was kind of like a little bit of both I mean a little bit of everything honestly so I was a nerd I did get a little bit of bullied gay bullied until like high school and then I had a growth spurt and I was like super fine all of a sudden so um and nobody wanted to fight me because I had hands, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. like, I was a little bit of a jock and a band geek. I don't know, kind of eclectic. I didn't really fit in with... I was definitely country and poor. So mm. there was that part. I got bullied a lot for being poor um, and gay and mm. masculine. So just, like, pick one. Mm-hmm. So basically, <laughs> basically, the nerd who got bullied until I got big and nobody wanted to fight me. And then I was taking people's girlfriends. Oh, my God. What a dream. You're such a dream, Mel. How I was you- in the cusp, too, because I was a band kid, but I was also, like, a cheerleader. So it's, like, I was in the middle, but I was also, like, awkward on my own. And, like, my parents were super strict, so it's not like I got to go and do any of the fun yeah. stuff. So I guess, I mean, I guess the real question is, Mel, would you have ended up getting possessed? Okay, no, I did not fuck with those kind of things. I got invited to a few Ouija board type, you know, light as a feather, stiff as a board things. And my mother is biracial as me. She's part indigenous, you know, her father's an indigenous person. We don't fuck with that. Like, hell, I mean, she always told me, like, if you feel a spirit, like, trust yourself, trust your instinct. Don't don't gaslight yourself. Like, there's probably something there. And if it feels like, malignant protect yourself like get out of there like say out don't fuck with me spirit like leave the room so like definitely no I would not have been there would not have been would not have liked me you know yeah I feel like if Mia had had a sibling maybe this wouldn't have happened to her Um, fair enough and it's like I still I was like a Wiccan or whatever in like high school and middle school I still am I'm just not like really good at practicing it but like even like the first rule is like don't let bad shit into your body like don't purposefully invite it's like inviting the fae into your house like don't do it it's gonna go poorly it's a very like kind of common sense rule but you know i feel like a lot of people have the potential to get to a point in their life where they're just like fuck it and mia even though she was very young she got there so she's you know fucking shitty about daniel she's also shitty 
with Riley. It's one thing for her to do this to herself, but shit gets crazy when they decide to bring the party to Jade's house, right? So the first thing was Daniel uh, possessed Daniel making out with Cookie. Like, the, dog. the stinky dog. Which also, they gave Cookie, like, a lot of grief about being stinky. And, like, don't talk to my girl like that. Just give her a bath. Right, right. she's your dog. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so it starts, the, the day, like, oh, my God. I, that was the moment where I was, like, fuck you, Steph. Like, I, Jesus Christ. <laughs> because it doesn't start with him hanging out with the dog. It starts with this horny ghost taking over his body. And, like, uh, but- really i think that it has a lot to do with him being overtly christian and repressed yeah so like i get that it was just really uncomfortable and then it kept getting more uncomfortable and i was like you guys are just recording this poor boy making out with a dog and it's just like somebody do something (laughs) like do something yeah Mm. it it was a lot Spirits, but the spirits were privy to like everything about them too and they were manipulating that which i guess kind of brings me to a question do you guys think that was really her mom no it wasn't okay right yeah no, no i don't think it was her mom do you think her mom killed herself yes yes yeah mm-hmm. okay we're in agreement. I, I think um, so too. Yeah, that wasn't her mom. No. Because it's very clear that the ghosts are able to, like, when she says she's in the passenger seat, it's clear they have access to whatever's going on up here. Right. So but also, crazy. like, yes, all of that, like, all of it. My, even if you, any exorcism movie that you watch, they tell you that demons are liars, spirits are liars, you know. Um, and from the ending of this movie, you know that where they are these spirits are it's a dark and dismal place and they're desperate to feel something anything they'll do anything and so i mean they just wanted her and it's very clear to be on the outside i mean it's clear to be really an adult looking Mm. at this stuff and being like oh babies no like your hurt is being manipulated for the cause Mm. of the spirits and I, I really hate to sound insensitive because I've never lost my mother, but I have lost like an ungodly amount of family members and a lot of times like in close proximity of each other. And it is a horrendous feeling. Um, but maybe it's because I watch too many fucking horror movies. I don't know. I just can't see like me allowing my grief to be to the detriment of others. Um, I just can't see that being a thing. And honestly, if my mom passed away, because she's going to live forever, um, and her spirit came back to me, there's a problem. There's a problem. <laughs> okay. Right. This is not right. It's a problem. Well, and I, we're shutting it down. Starts with all of that, like, it's the teenage invincibility complex. Like, none of them ever think anything bad is ever going to happen to them. Which Even though we've crazy. seen in the beginning of the movie something very bad happened for them to even have this in the first place. But nobody brings that up. They just keep doing their weird little parties. <laughs> but yeah, and then so they get Riley like into it and Jade didn't want that to happen and Jade is his sister. So her say-so should have been the say-so. It was in Jade's house. Right. Mm. Okay. And I get Riley, like he, I mean, he wants to be 
part of the crowd. He's seeing them doing it repeatedly. It was all of their responsibility to just, like, they wanted to come over just for Daniel to do it. They should have let him lick and cookie aggressively in the mouth, call it a day, and get gone. Mm -hmm. The girl, Haley, she had a party to go to anyway. They only had an hour, so why wouldn't they? And it doesn't seem like they even like each other. Like, they enjoy being around each other. So they should have all just called it a day. But Mia has this thing where she just wants everybody, like, she wants Riley to like her more than his sister and lets Mm -hmm. him do it and says, only do it for 50 seconds. And they end up going over because a spirit wants to masquerade as her mother. Mm -hmm. Irresponsible. It is irresponsible. The two whole minutes when the the whole real cap is, what, 90 seconds? But they lowered it because he was a kid. And I'm just like, I wouldn't have let, like, not that you teenagers should be doing this, but a child, like, no. I was with Jade 100% on that one. Like, they should not be doing this. The fact that you even brought him around it is weird. He should have been elsewhere. But, like, not letting him do it makes sense to me. And Mia stepping in and letting him do it anyway once Jade left the room was fucked up. Like, why would you do that? I mean, and doing it for a less amount of time, that's crazy. Like, why make up arbitrary rules for something you don't, you can't even explain? You don't even know how this is happening. Mm-hmm. How can you make rules for it? I mean, like, by this point, she's seeing stuff already. So it's like, you know that this, like, might not be that good. I get that you want to share the high with everyone, but maybe not the kid. Like, <laughs> as eager as he is to do it, no absolutely the fuck not and i'm with jade like you shouldn't have let him do it because now this boy is taken over by god knows what and yeah. the most grisly like what 30 seconds of my life <laughs> it, okay his scene i think is the gnarliest scene everything to do with him really honestly mm-hmm. past this point craziest of the entire movie like it yeah. is it was the scariest thing to me i literally gasped in movie theater and like hugged my knees to myself sitting in the seat like this like I couldn't even believe what I just thought because it literally went from zero to a million yeah it was like the mom and then out of it's like the first whack of his face into the table got me and I was like why is no one doing anything (laughs) like and they're just letting it happen and then it just I can understand Mm -hmm. the first time he did it not knowing Mm -hmm. what the fuck was happening and not knowing what to do and then the chair flew across the room yeah window and then you're like double what the fuck is happening right now Mm -hmm. um and then jade comes in and to stop it she puts her hand between him and like the fireplace and damn near broke her hand with his his life so (laughs) he has to pop his eyeball out of his face yeah I hated that. That was nasty and really fucked up. And like just the repeated like compulsion of banging and like you just want him to wake up and he can't do anything about it felt like just I felt trapped in that scene. I was like, I don't like this at all. It was worse than that scene in um hereditary where the mm-hmm. son smashed his face on the thing in the middle oh, of the yeah. yeah, that's scary. So and that made me just really pissed at Mia because like, why would you let him do this? And then it's like, you go to the hospital and you wonder why Jade doesn't fucking want you there and you're mad about it. And- oh, hard as fuck. How do you explain that to your mother? 
How? You can't. Especially when your mom is already kind of a mean person and thinks you're up to something constantly. I didn't clearly- think the mom was mean. I thought that she was appropriately aggressive. This- right. Yeah. Fair enough. It's definitely up to something. Right. Yes, they were being very suspicious. And just because it's not like the I never would have fucking expected you guys were gonna have like a, a mummified uh, medium's hand and summoning demons in my house. You're so fucking grounded. Like what? I guess yeah. How would you explain it other than video? Because it's like, how do you explain? God, it to the- there was a like, video. how do you explain it to the cops? None of us did this to him. He did this to himself, uh, technically. But <laughs> there had been no video. They all would have been fucked. Right. Fair enough. Mm. Um, it, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch any scene with Riley after that point because it was just bad. It was just all bad. I like love him. I don't know. All of a sudden, I was like feeling very protective over him, and he's so helpless moving forward. Like every time he comes to, um, he tries to kill himself, and he like bit his sister, and he was smashing his head against the tiles in the bathroom shower. It's hurt. It's horrific. Like it's yeah. horrifying. There's mm-hmm. so much blood, and he's like gargling like an old man, and like it's scary. <laughs> A lot, and like, but that's not enough to stop Mia from fucking around with this stuff. <laughs> I don't know how he survived it, honestly. That looked like a lot of head trauma, but yeah. yeah. Mia was not uh, as concerned with intervening or doing something that didn't put more people at risk and put the spotlight on her. She was mm-hmm. concerned about sucking Daniel's toes. I don't want to talk about the toes. <laughs> that was so, uh, that I was just like, but I'm just saying when Jade said you know you put my brother in hospital and then you slept with my boyfriend like what the fuck you fucking bitch like what's wrong with you and sucked his he she he didn't have to go over there um so didn't but at the same time he's he's just a stupid you know sheltered Christian boy who Mm -hmm. when she says she puts the reassurance to him we're just friends. It's not like that, and you can't go home. It's fine. And then he wakes up with her sucking his toes. How are you going to explain that to your girlfriend, Sadie? How? I don't know. Exactly. What's fair? I just like how? that scene was so unsettling because it's like that old crusty lady in the corner. She was crusty. Her hair was crusted. Yeah, yeah. old crusty, and I think it was the same horny ghost that had already fucked with Daniel. That was the one that was making out with the the dog or whatever. But well, you just the- can you imagine waking up from a deep fucking sleep to find someone just sucking on your toes? I would have kicked it out of her. That's what I'm saying. Respectfully, I would kick that bitch in her teeth. What are you doing? Right in her teeth. You're a betrayer. And, and she wasn't just sucking him. She was just. She it was, was like she'd never happy. eaten a meal before in her life. Right. She was having she a five course meal on the toast. <laughs> I don't think I could fit a, a man's foot in my mouth that far. I'm willing to try. She was getting it. I'm just saying. And just like. Then she's like, it wasn't me. And I'm like, bitch, I don't care if it wasn't. I'm still leaving. That is so gross and weird. That that with a guilty face. She's like, it wasn't me. I was <laughs> bossing with your toenails. It wasn't me, even though we're the only two people in this room. Well, you can tell when she wakes up, she was obviously possessed or something, whatever the fuck is going on. But even then, like, she's mad because he's walking. Like, I'm still leaving. I'm still leaving the room. This is gross and weird, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, okay, it gets it just gets increasingly out of pocket towards the mm. end of the movie because the ending is she thinks she very much thinks that she has everything under control and she wants to keep trying things to save him but at no point does she have anything under control because literally the incident that she went over on her time it was over for her that's out to manipulate her until it got her and she had to make the ultimate decision at the end if she was going to sacrifice him or herself but at the end of the day even if she had killed him they would have got her too yeah and i think the thing is is like she really wants to believe it's her mom but it's like your dad is telling you you asked him to tell the truth and he's telling you what happened and you still refuse to believe him in the neck with yeah and you still think this ghost is your mom when it's clearly not the case and like you're being fucked with and at the end i wonder if she jumped or if jade pushed her because that was never clear (laughs) i think she jumped Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she threw herself in front of the car. She probably yeah. had like a moment of like clarity, just like the tiniest, briefest window, and just like yeeted. Like, Which I get because, like, how do you go back? You just stabbed your dad in the neck. And no, no, there's nothing for her. It's jail yeah. or eat yourself. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. It's just how do you believe this is your mom? Like all the weird stuff that's going on on top of that and then the stuff that it's clearly asking you to do and now it's trying to convince you that like your dad isn't real? Like I can see how. We've seen a lot. We've watched a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see how, but I it just you know, n- not for me. I'm I guess I'm just too paranoid of a person or at least not for an extended period of time I can understand moments where I'm like "Mm," and then I'd be like "Mm, mm -mm." I think my call after they told what happened to the original owners of the hand like okay uh maybe we shouldn't be fucking with this (laughs) yeah I can see how it happened because I mean you know there's a state of grief that's almost like deliriousness you know really it's hard to be super cognitive. Um, so I can see how it happened, but I can't see how it went so far, you know? So far. Yeah. With the friends that knew what was going on, like, I would have just, like, had her, like, institutionalized. They were like, not she- friends, though. They literally uh-huh. were out for themselves. They, lit- they watched the situation with the original men where this man stabbed his brother and then himself in the face with a big butcher's knife, okay? Mm-hmm. They watched that and still passed this hand around Fair and enough. videotaped it. Those are not friends. Mm. I just, I don't know. I it feel like Jade could have told her dad what was going on or she something. She wasn't even talking to her dad about regular things, let alone demon things. No, I'm saying Jade could have told oh, her dad. Jade. Yeah. To have her dad do something. Like... I feel like yeah. as a teenager, I wouldn't have gone to my friend's parents. As an adult, yes, absolutely. We need to talk sure. about why she's unhinged and ruining my life. Right. I don't know. I just feel like after she damn near got my brother murdered because she thought she could just make up the rules after I said no, I would have been like, something's got to give, girly pop. Like, well, why I would you think okay? Because Jade is white, but yeah. if it had been my family, my mom would have handled her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Get out of my house, don't ever come back here again. Uh, <laughs> she would have shown up with the chancleta, a belt, something. Mm-hmm. You, know, you better stay the fuck away from my family or um, you know, it's just 
kind of sad because it's like you she's clearly searching to be fulfilled by something and it's not gonna be jade it's not gonna be daniel even though she keeps having her weird little sex fantasies about him i don't um, even think that has anything to do with daniel it has to do enough. with jade right it has to do with, yeah and then there's the whole like not knowing if her mom killed herself but then she finally figures that out but she's still empty as shit and it's like sad at the end because yeah she sacrificed herself for riley but like now she's stuck in that like endless nothingness that she didn't want to be in you know a lot of toxic people have shitty pasts and have things that have happened to them too i mean she's obviously a black hole like that void <laughs> can't be filled so i i kind of like that though you know the black friend being the dangerous one in a different way in an emotional mm-hmm. you know versus you know, everybody tuck your purse in your chain. The black friend's coming over. So I kind of like that spin on it. How everybody has to do so much emotional labor for their black friend. Yeah, I do it really was- love that. I I really like love that about this movie. So even though Mia is insufferable, it doesn't ruin the movie. It doesn't detract from the movie. It actually adds to the movie. And I'm just so impressed. Like, I just- yeah, that's a lot of layers on that because it's like yeah you're used to the strong black friend or like the strong black lead who's always like taking charge of stuff or whatever but like with Mia it's like she's toxic as shit and people are just trying to like deal with that but her toxicity ends up being her downfall and fucking up other people's lives and that's pretty fucked up they're still inviting her to the party they're like come on guys her mom died you know like they're still trying to do the labor to have her around even she's like oh i'm being weird and jay's like you're not being weird you are you're just sitting here being quiet sippy sipping on your drink just twitching in the corner i wish wasn't a thing about this movie um, due to the success, they almost immediately announced that there was going to be a sequel. I would have loved for that not to be a thing. It felt very good and self-contained as a one and done, and I would have loved for them to go a different direction. Yeah, I don't think this calls for a sequel. I feel like it's a pretty well-rounded, wrapped-up situation. What would you add to that? Like, Mia's now trying to get out of the hole? I don't care. Like, she kind of deserves to be there, so leave her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be one of those where it just picks up with a whole new group of people yes. and they washed up on a shore or something like that you know has to be new cast well that's how it ends right because it's like in fucking greece or something like yeah she she could show up anywhere so but that also makes me wonder if it's the same hand or if there are like multiple avenues for this like is there more than one hand we don't know no i like that part of the mystery like the whole hand thing is never really kind of explained but you you get it enough to be like i'm not fucking with it like i don't need you to explain it to me i just need you to stop touching it like like, stop it and then her argument to like save riley is like well did we blow out the candle i'm like girl it's too late for that (laughs) wide open it got kicked in let's right there is no more door it is just you and your black hole body just ruining lives at this point like the the candle doesn't matter we could just throw that in the trash it's gone there's that part people's lives are getting legitimately ruined and everybody's just watching that was like the scariest part of this movie for me the kind of like bystander feeling everybody's got their phones out filming yeah and just watching while people's lives are getting ruined people are nearly dead or dying i mean Mm -hmm. that is the scariest part but i think that's also i mean it's 
it's a relative play on society today so unfortunately it is yeah definitely because it's like kids or people die during these challenges but like the video still gets posted people still watch it over and over and over again like you're consuming it and it's weird it's not weird but it's understandable but it makes it harder when it's like those people are also still standing in the same room with you watching this happen like watching you get licked in the mouth by cookies Right, or like the beginning of the movie when the bro- brothers like put your cameras away, clearly something's wrong with him and they're still filming him and while he's distracted trying to get them to stop filming him, that's when he gets stabbed and now all of a sudden it's serious and everyone cares. Yeah, really quick, let's rate her. I gave this a 4.5-ish, I want to say, just because literally like, giving it four and a half. I'm literally giving it four and a half. Literally. Yeah. I'm a- or just because I felt like, you know, I typically like a scary movie that has more mature themes, you know, a little bit more sex and titties and stuff. So for that reason. Mm-hmm. I I'm like this play. because it got its point across without having to do any of that, which is why I gave it a four and a half. And it's also the unlikable character trope love that and also just like i did not know where this movie was going and the fact that like once it was over i just had to sit on my couch for like a minute and be like what, what? did i just watch Stephanie? yeah i had to digest and i was just like okay i actually really like that and again like, just shout out to a24 like jesus christ every time <laughs> but it, you can find this podcast on the interweb at ghostinthemagazine.site uh, or on Twitter at GITM Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Witch Pudding. You can find me at Peta underscore Mel. Find me at Sadie B. Oh my God, amazing. Okay, bye.